This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 160 of the Health of Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Health of Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we talk with Beth Haste from the Horse, of course, about mouth issues and bits. Critter Nutrition focuses on cooling foods and recovery support for horses. And in Coffee Clutch, we ask, what words do you most often say to your dog, cat, or horse? Join us. Patty's not here again. Doesn't she ever go to work? No, not ever. <laughs> I guess she's having a big clinic at her place, so she's she is. armpit deep in and taking care of all that, isn't she? Yes, she is. She's getting the um, uh, clinician to the airport as we speak. Always a stressful thing because you know, yes, yeah. That's always stressful. Well, this is where we usually chit-chat and catch up on what's been going on and goof off, generally speaking. And it's my turn to pick the topic. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And this topic was inspired by what inspired our guest interview today. And I will leave that till later. But my question is, Tigger, where, back in the day, when you needed news, you went to a newspaper or a magazine, frequently a newspaper. Yeah. They were generally more newsy versus magazine tended to be more um, entertainment or educational. News, yes. newspaper. In this day and age, it's a little bit more of the wild, wild west. So when you crave the news or you hear someone, a rumor or somebody claims something, you go, oh, I need to go look that up and see if it's real news. Where do you go? Uh, I go to a variety of places. <laughs> um, if it's hunter jump or jumper related, I go to worldofshowjumping.com. Mm-hmm. If um, it's dressage, I will go to Euro Dressage or Dressage News. Mm-hmm. If it's horse related, I will go to the Chronicle of Horse Forums. Oh, you go to the forums. Interesting. I do. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. The, yes. And it used to be back in the day when the, before the Chronicle of the Horse was online, the Chronicle of the Horse was a print magazine that came out every week. Every week. week. That was, that was the place to find all the results for everything. everything. And it was such a thrill to get your name in the Chronicle of the Horse. Yes, it was. <laughs> Didn't matter if you were in fifth place, if they published nope. your name. It was so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> And also getting the the U.S. Well, it was the U. It was the AHSA um, bulletin. You know, their magazine every mm-hmm. month or every two months that mm-hmm. showed all the suspensions. I was read that first. Oh no, <laughs> that was like back in the day. You would read the read the obituaries. Yes, yes. Read yeah, exactly. First. Who's, who's gotten into mischief? Yeah, there you go. That's interesting and. That's interesting, too, because you go to sites that are 
news specific. They're really geared toward reporting the news versus talking about the latest, greatest fashion or, you know, educational topics. That's very interesting. I find myself going to the Chronicle quite a bit for that sort of thing. Um, Dressage today I go to quite a bit. Uh, The place I don't go anymore that I used to a lot is Horse and Hound. Yeah, because the ads are so intense that you can't get to anything, you know. And I'll I'll look at something specific on there, but not on a regular basis. Yeah, I don't go there as much as I used to. Those are probably my biggies. I go to the Pollock Report a lot because I like to keep abreast of what's going on the in the the racing industry. Yeah, that's a great report. It's a great it's a great online magazine. So I go there quite a bit. Very interesting. I will try to remember to put links to all of these titles in the show notes for today's episode, which is 160, by the way, everybody, so that you can, you can test them out and, uh, and see if you like them too. There you go. I am absolutely thrilled to have one of my favorite people here as a guest on Healthy Critters. And what... She she has been with us a couple of times, and what inspired this particular visit is an article in Eurodressage on 6-11-2022 um, that 11 um, combinations in Denmark were sent home at the Danish championships for uh, when they failed the health check, and these included mouth sores, um, spur marks. Um, what what was very interesting is they checked the they had five of the eleven horses in the small tour were excluded due to mouth ulcers. And they checked the remaining riders in Saturday's freestyle finals, and two more had to be excluded to mouth ulcers. Um, She also, she, uh, the owner of the website, included the Google translated version of what a mouth ulcer is in Denmark. And, you know, it's a wound in the mouth or on the sides of the mouth so now that we're all we're all speaking the same term so i thought oh the perfect person to talk to about this and get some tips and things to look for when you're um getting you know putting your horse's bit in the mouth or maybe needing to get another bit is my dear friend beth hayes from the horse of course welcome beth Thanks, Tigger, for having me. I hope I can uh, help out with shedding a little light on this. So, clearly, this is, is seems to be either common or somehow riders aren't noticing these things. It's hard to think that you couldn't notice this, but... Um, you have a couple of things that um, that I check for every time I do a bit check. Okay. And the big thing is, is that if you're looking at Springer or Neuer Schuler, which I think are probably two of the most popular 
um, companies out there that produce bits. Their bits are 70% copper or better, which is a softer metal than the ring in the loose ring. So as the ring turns and turns and turns, it wears and can make a sharp edge in the hole that that stainless steel ring goes through in the uh, loose ring. And, and you can't, you have to really look for it. And you have to run your finger, not only on the inside of it on the top, but also on the bottom. So wow. every time I look at a loose ring, I check for sharpness because it can get like a razor blade and you don't even realize it. Oh, that's interesting. So in fairness, if you're not aware of that, you um, might not know to check for it. Yeah. I guess that I'm aware of it and I check every single time because, it, I mean, everybody's shocked when I point it out. So I don't think it's that common that people are that aware of it. And, you know, you have a bit and you think it's going to last forever. Well, it yes. doesn't. And when they get like that, there's nothing you can do except throw them away or use them as decorations in the bathroom or the tank room. <laughs> so is this less of a problem with more of a fixed cheek? Well, you don't ever get that in a fixed cheek. You only get it in a loose ring. Okay. So the com- loose rings are everybody runs out and gets a loose ring when they ride dressage, even though they're not riding dressage until they get to third level. But these are top level people. And there's a lot more communication from your hand to the bit when you have a loose ring, which is why top riders use them. Some horses don't like the amount of noise that travels from your hand down to the bit. And then we put them in a fixed cheek, like an egg butt dune for mm-hmm. the double, which is quieter. A lot of mares don't like all that nagging and noise. Um, some stallions don't like it. You'll see a lot of pictures in the European magazines of stallions and egg butts. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, and of course, young horses don't ever belong in a loose ring, but we're dealing with top level horses yeah. at the Danish championships, I'm sure. And, um, so that's a big issue with the loose rings. You really, really, because they can be fine today and turn tomorrow. Is but there, you can start to feel them getting a little bit sharper. Is there, um, like, is there a, a way that before you even put the bit, in the horse's mouth of going th- around the lips with your fingers or. No, no, know. no. You want to go around the bit. No, no. I understand that. But before you oh, even okay. put a bit in the mouth to check well, for all the time irritation. Myself. I would be looking all the time. Okay. Because I mean, you, anybody who's ever ridden with a double bridle knows that a horse can tweak itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could get those those bits together and get a pinch out of it. Yeah. It happens. I mean, it's not something that we want to uh, see, but it's something that does happen. 
Will a too tight a curb chain uh, increase? Uh, a, a, a too tight a curb chain, yes, can actually make a mark on the edge of the mount. Okay. And but usually on a normal curb chain, which the links all go in one direction. Yeah. Will make only a mark on one side of the mount. Oh. That's why they built that curb chain uh, that started in the middle. Yes. And came out to each side. Yeah. Because that put even pressure, and then you could get marks on both sides. So it was great. <laughs> but the thing is, you can always get a mark from a curb chain. Yeah. And my suggestion is always to really, really lubricate the face with extra lubrication. And I don't mean just in the corners. I'm talking the whole area that the the double is in with a lot of uh, a lot of lubricant. Not a small amount. You don't take a little bit and just rub it in. You goop it on the face. And then you're less likely to have an issue. At least on the outside. Oh, yeah. Now, on the inside, that also could be with bits that don't fit properly. If bits are too big, they slide too much in the mouth and can get pulled to one side. Ah. And you can have issues that way. I've been making bits uh, continuously um, fitting better by putting in the size that we should put in. I mean, the average horse in a curb uh, should never probably be bigger than a five, and most of them take a four and three quarters. How about when you're fitting curb. just a regular um, snaffle oh, bit? Right? Well, uh, how about the Burdoon? That's a nice loose ring snaffle. That needs to be usually between a five and a quarter and a five and a half. Okay, but if you're if you're not ready for a double bridle, if your horse just isn't ready for that, right? What are the In a loose ring? Yeah. You want to make sure that when you look at it on contact, so you're picking up the reins just like you were riding. On both sides, the mouse should just be inside the hole that the ring goes through. And in a in a fixed snaffle, that that would be that the edges of the the mouth in are. In a fixed snaffle, I can tell you right now, most horses take a four and three quarters, even if they're seventeen one ants. Wow. And maybe the biggest they'd ever go is a five. Never anything bigger than a five. You remember um, that horse Rhett? Of he course. He was eighteen plus hands. He took a five-inch curb and a five-inch egg butt, and he was part Dutch draft. Wow. So all these warm bloods have little teeny tiny mouths, and you can feel their jaw bones underneath their uh, uh, their jaw. That's the bars that the bit sits on. They're about two and a half inches wide. So the only thing we're dealing with is basically uh, a top lip. And then an egg butt or a fixed cheek, whether it be a boucher or it's um, an egg butt or a D-ring or 
a full cheek, you want to put it in there so nice and small because nothing's going to rub on the corners. You don't have any movement. Mm -hmm. So you want it to be nice and snug so it's not sliding back and forth. So the... Go ahead. Sorry. If you think about that, the jaw bones or the bars that the bit sits on and you're looking at a three-piece, if they're only two and a half inches wide and the bit's too big and it slides, those two joints in the three-piece Mm -hmm. going to slide continuously back and forth across the bars. Of course. I don't think anybody realized how small the inside of the mouth capsule Mm -hmm. they're looking at. And I think there's a a misunderstanding that a bit that is a little big is better than one that's too small. Yeah, the only time we get into trouble is with loose rings. Yeah. But even at that, we don't want it to be too big either. But an amateur, really, who doesn't have control of their hands should never be in a loose ring anyway. They should be in a nice little tiny egg butt, which is forgiving, and the horse will forgive them, and it's not nagging them, and the horse says, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And usually we'll then try to go round for them. Mm-hmm. It's the magic little bit. I love that bit. And you know me, I'm an advocate for the horse. Yes, you are. But if so you make what... the horse happy, you're going to make the rider happy. Yeah. What do you think could be other causes of these mouth irritations? It uh, depends upon where they're looking at them. At the down at, at the corners, it's definitely got to be bit related. And um, and rather than ride the horse in a hackamore for a while and getting ready for a championships, maybe they opt in the and it didn't heal properly. Another thing you might see some problems is in the inside of the mouth. Oh, well, I think up that's where the upper teeth. The the Danish. You know, they were comment that that was commenting on being in the mucous membranes of the mouth. Oh, okay. If you get up around the upper teeth, you can't put any pressure whatsoever on the upper teeth. If you even touch the skin on the outside of the upper teeth, it pushes in. So when they go to chew, they end up chewing the inside of their mouth. And there's a lot of these new bridles out there that are called, um, uh, uh, they take it away from the TMJ. Okay. They, uh, so they're trying to get off the TMJ, but a lot of them really weren't designed properly and they can put pressure on the upper teeth. So um, there's very few ones out there that don't do that. And that also could be an issue and you don't know what's happening because you're not looking up inside their mouth like that. Right. But we had two eliminated at CDIs in Wellington because the little bit of trace blood when he chewed the inside of his mouth started working its way down until the end of the ride and then there was pain. Wow. And what they do is they put those bridles on and then the horse holds its mouth because 
It doesn't want to chew. And then you don't get a relaxed mouth. Mm -hmm. But it appears that the horse's mouth has gotten quiet. Does that make sense? It does. So I'm very leery of those because basically on a regular cavison, if you put an extra pad under, under the top of the nose and you put an extra pad underneath the crank pad, you can put your hands inside the cavison on both sides, anywhere near the teeth, and you never have an issue. Okay. And you'll never get dinged for having too tight a nose band. Right. I have to say, Shelly Francis gave me that information. She talked to me about padding a cavison for an hour. <laughs> and I was grateful for every single comment. You bet. Because I have passed it on to so many people. Interesting. So some of these injuries to the mouth in a horse that is being ridden can also be due to the hand. Yes? Well, I mean... You have, well, it's a combination. So where you may not be getting the quick information you're looking for, mm. because maybe the bits are too big. Yeah. And they're sliding around in there. Then you might have to use your hand a little bit more because you're not immediately just getting your pinky or your two little fingers that just touch the curb and you should get an answer. Right. So if they're slopping around, you're not getting that nice, precise communication. So maybe that might have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I always have to look on the positive side. Is it possible that bits that don't have enough copper in them could maybe make the mouth drier, which would lend itself to well, irritation yes. or rub? Yes. Well, number one, stainless always remains cold in the mouth. And that's why we wanted to go with the copper, because the copper warms to the temperature of a horse's mouth ah. and then becomes more neutral. And as it becomes more neutral, of course, they're going to relax the mouth. We're, all we're looking for is a relaxed mouth, like an athlete, where it's wet and soft and sloppy. Okay. And you can't get that unless the horse's mouth is relaxed. Yeah. So you try to pick a, a, a product that's actually going to aid and abet that, and copper does that. I don't know any other product that works as well as that. Um, there's a lot of different products out there today. I haven't used a lot of them because I try to stick with what I know is basically going to work. I'm not close-minded to something if it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. But somebody's got to give me a reason um, why we should try that. And gotcha. I, I, they came out with a new product a few years ago. And I said to them, well, I'd be happy to carry it. Tell me what's good about it. And everything they said was not correct. 
<laughs> you know, they said, well, it's really lightweight. And I went, yeah, but weight is an aid in a bit. So how is that helpful? Mm-hmm. Well, it's really strong. I said, I haven't had bits break. But the, but the product itself doesn't warm to the temperature of a horse's mouth. So being strong and not warming, what do I get? What does a horse get out of that? Yeah. And no weight to it doesn't help either. So they've got to come to me with something that makes sense. Right. What product do you recommend to put around the horse's mouth? Well, I'm a little prejudiced. I really like the uh, F-all bit butter. And Can it you comes spell it? Flavors. It's it's E F F O L. Yes. Okay. And it's called bit butter, and it comes in two flavors. Uh, banana is what I sell the most of. <laughs> of course. And I'm, you know, so it it tastes good, and it's got a lot of viscosity to it. It doesn't like start getting stiff after a while, like if you put Vaseline on. Vaseline kind of attracts the dust in the arena and starts to like lose its viscosity where I don't find that the bit butter does that as quick. Oh, wow. And so it stays more lubricated longer. So that's why I like that. And the horses love the taste. I think it comes in apple and banana. But I always find horses just love bananas anyway. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah. So uh, they're not like going, ew, don't put that near my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Any other tips um, about bit fitting um, considerations before you go out and purchase a bit? Well, first of all, anybody can email me anytime and I will answer them. If they have any questions, if you're under third level, you're an amateur or you've got a young horse who's like five and under, or you're riding a mare who's super sensitive, put them in an egg bowl, please. You'll be so happy and the horse will be so happy. Also, if you have an extremely hot, now I'm not saying hot, bad, I'm saying hot, good FBI Mm -hmm. horse. Mm-hmm. They don't like a lot of noise either, and you don't want to overstimulate them. Okay. And they work really well in an egg butt. So, and try to get your bits to fit better and stick with your copper base. And I think you can be happy and not put things in the wrong size. And don't forget that some bits have an arrow on the bit, on the end of the bit, and make sure that's on the near side, so the side you mount on heading away from you. Ah, okay. So sometimes I walk in and the bits are upside down. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there's something to look for as well. Well, thank you, Beth. Um, To our listeners, you can get hold of Beth at thehorseofcourse.com. They are headquartered in Wellington, Florida. And as you can tell, Beth is very knowledgeable about bits. So feel free to contact her at thehorseofcourse.com. Thanks, Beth. Happy riding.
know. Hedy. Hello, everyone. Greetings, Hedwig. We've got an important question for you today, Hedwig. Okay. This is important. It's going to take a lot of thought. And the world's mm-hmm. only podcasting Pomeranian is going to give us the best answer ever. What is your favorite sound, Hedwig? My own barking. <laughs> Your own barking. How how do you feel about the barking of your siblings? My sister barks extremely well, too. I'm always very pleased to join in a sort of two-part harmony with my sister. She has a lower bark than I do, and she has excellent rhythm. So I feel I can add a sort of contrapunto soprano to her. It's not an alto, really. It's It's, you know, just more of a... A lower soprano, but still, I feel we complement each other beautifully. Very good. Now, how do you feel about the music that your servant will sometimes listen to, and and servants in general? I don't mind the music. It's when she does the singing that I hate. Uh, so her 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 vocalizations you find irritating. They make me just despair for the future of the universe. Uh, <laughs> <I see. laughs> Now, some some dogs bark, and some dogs roo. Have you ever come across a dog who roos? And if so, how did you feel about it? Yes, um, for sure. My brother will do that sometimes, and even my sister will sometimes do excessive rooing. I, you know, I mean, whatever moves you, I guess, is sort of how I feel. Have you ever tried to roo? Obvious. No, I'm I'm just not into that per se. No. But, you know, not everyone has my um, range with the barking. I can really (laughs) carry an extraordinary amount of uh, volume and pitch and and go on for a good time, you know. I see. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, yeah. It's it's enough to to blind your your, your eardrums permanently. (laughs) One can only hope. Well, thank you very much for your take on your favorite sounds and not so favorite sounds, Hedwig. And we look forward to some of your dulcet tones this holiday season. Oh, don't you worry. I'll be right there for you. Thanks, Hedwig. Bye bye. Bye, Hedy. Bye bye. And now we're at Quirter Nutrition, and today um, I'm going to talk about our BioStar's new equine cooling and recovery supplement, which is called Star Lixer. Uh, one of our most popular paste formulas is Elixir. Uh, it helps horses recover from physical exertion, from heat, humidity, and stress, and supports the normal balance of body fluids. Many riders have asked us for a powdered form of elixir to use every day, not just at shows. Well, you asked for it. You got it. Um, it's official today. Uh, this is Today is June 15th. By the time this airs, it will already be well underway, but Star Elixir powder is now available. Let me tell you about it. Star Elixir is a blend of our Starlight electrolyte formula and our elixir recovery paste. This unique blend provides sea-sourced mineral salts with over 75 minerals and trace elements. 
It provides shilajit for mitochondrial support, ATP production, muscle and metabolic support, and CoQ10 efficiency. It includes Ayurvedic cooling ingredients like mango to help reduce heat in the body system. It includes fennel for digestive and gut health support. It it includes one of my favorite Ayurvedic plants, holy basil, for adaptogenic rejuvenation support and antioxidant and additional mineral support from a another seaweed known as Alaria. The ingredients in Starlixer, we start with Celtic sea salt. Celtic sea salt is collected from seawater and sun-dried in a tradition of harvesting that goes back hundreds of years. Celtic sea salt provides sodium, chloride, potassium, magnesium, and calcium that are lost during the process of sweating. The next ingredient is Hawaiian black lava salt. It's known for its rich mineral content. Hawaiian black lava salt is sun-dried in the native Hawaiian tradition. It provides activated charcoal from coconut shells, which can help neutralize and trap toxins, allowing them to be eliminated. The next ingredient is organic Alaria esculenta, which is known as a wild seaweed, wild Atlantic wakabe. Alaria is a rich source of iodine and other macro and micro minerals. Alaria has been used traditionally in European and native American coastal cultures and was originally used for horses, chicken, cattle, pigs, and sheep. Organic barley grass juice powder. It's a cooling plant providing the antioxidant SOD and flavonoids. Antioxidants are very important for recovery from physical exertion. Barley grass also provides over 300 different enzymes. Organic mango, considered cooling in Ayurvedic medicine. Mangoes help to replenish glycogen in the muscles while also providing protein and fiber, plus folic acid for red blood cells, which carry oxygen throughout the body. Fennel seeds, another cooling plant in Ayurvedic medicine. Fennel seeds have been used for digestion and relief of gas and bloating for thousands of years. Shilajit, a bioresin found in the Himalayan and Ural Mountains. Shilajit is rich in humic and fulvic acids. Translated to conqueror of weakness in Sanskrit, it's been part of Ayurvedic medicine for thousands of years. Scientists now recognize its ability to support mitochondria, ATP, and CoQ10 availability. Holy basil. One of the most sacred and revered plants in Ayurvedic medicine, holy basil, also known as Tulsi, is an adaptogen, helping the body rebalance and establish homeostasis. Holy basil supports the normal levels of cortisol and aids in body-mind rejuvenation. Beta testing of Starlixer. Our initial beta testing was for palatability since we already knew that elixir worked and the results that it provided. Several of the first beta test horses ate it right out of their rider's hands. 80% of the beta test horses had no trouble eating it in their feed. Our next beta test was a hot, humid CDI in May. There were no palatability issues with this group of beta test horses. All the riders reported that their horses bounced back quickly from competing on these hot days. One rider noted, quote, 
Within one hour of getting Starlixer, my horses looked and acted like they were ready to go back into the ring again, end quote. Frequently asked questions about Starlixer. What do sea minerals do? Specific mineral salts from the sea replace the same minerals lost in horses' sweat. These minerals are also responsible for functions including skeletal, soft tissues, neuromuscular transmissions, blood clotting, oxygen support, and enzymatic activity. Can I just use table salt? Most table salts are sourced from the earth, not the sea. Table salts are heavily processed, heated, and bleached. Most table salt only provides sodium chloride, while the other macro and micro minerals are removed during processing. Table salt does not provide the full complement of minerals, as does sea salt. What about mineral salt blocks and salt licks? Mineral salt blocks, also known as salt licks, are processed similarly to table salt, manufactured, processed, heat-pressed. The white salt blocks contain sodium chloride, but not other minerals. Trace mineral blocks provide sodium chloride and other minerals like iron, zinc, and copper, but no other electrolyte components, and they may contain unnecessary fillers, sweeteners, and artificial flavors. What about natural rock salt licks? These salt blocks, such as Himalayan rock salt blocks, are unrefined, mined from old seabeds in the Himalayas, and provide a variety of minerals. American rock salt blocks, like Redmond salts, are also unrefined and provide a variety of minerals. Salt licks are great as supplemental sources of salt in stalls and pastures, but not for recovery when you need precise measured amounts of minerals. Is barley grass and star elixir the same as barley the grain? Barley grasses are the greens from the young barley plant that haven't started making seeds. Barley in Ayurvedic medicine is considered tridoshic, meaning balancing to all doshas. Do I need to add an electrolyte supplement if I give Starlixer every day? No, you do not need an additional electrolyte supplement if you feed Starlixer daily. Can I feed Starlixer in the winter? Yes. We found that feeding elixir paste in the winter help increases horses' water consumption. Will Starlixer help non-sweaters? Well, we've never specifically tested elixir for non-sweaters. However, we have had customers with non-sweaters tell us that combined with other therapies such as beer, 1AC, or colostrum, that their horses started sweating. Can I give Starlixer only on the days my horse needs it? Yes. Starlixer can be used as needed or every day. Is Starlixer show safe? Yes, it is show safe FEI and USEF. We are really excited to bring Starlixer cooling and recovery powder to your horses. Its ability to balance body fluids, support cooling, provide bioavailable minerals, support muscle glycogen, supply important antioxidants and enzymes, target cellular health, and give adaptogenic support makes it a unique and important supplement for horses. And now we're at Coffee Clatch, and I thought it would be fun to uh, share what words you say more often to your dog, cat, or horse. Um, what ins- I don't what inspired this? What inspired this? Well, I, I, I don't know. 
Um, but I, I was taking a walk with a couple of the dogs today, and I realized that there's one phrase that I say a lot. Now, as many listeners know, I have eight Australian shepherds, and there's one thing that I say very frequently, and it's leave it. I was gonna, that was what I was going to guess. That's just what I was going to guess. Now, for someone who might not be well-versed in common dog phrases that you hear a lot, uh, what does leave okay. it mean? It means stop what you're doing and pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that you say that, oh my goodness, Pickles, our lovely, lovely little black greyhound. and white greyhound that, that that we 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 adopted, but we discovered we weren't a really good fit for her, so we technically fostered her, and now she lives up in South Carolina with a lovely lady who has seven other lovely greyhounds. But yes, leave it was very popular. Now that I think about that, the only word I said to her more often than leave it was pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that dog would put everything in her mouth, everything. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, leave it, you know, when Wookie decides spontaneously that she's going to round up chickens, even though it's not time. Oh, yes. She enjoys it, so she likes her job. Oh, yeah, she loves her job. Yes. Or, you know, we have some workers here that are we're restoring the old blacksmith shed. And, um, you know, my dogs are really friendly, but sometimes you just have to tell them to leave it. Well, it's hard like, for the guys to get their work done when they're busy. Yes, dog. yes. Yes. I get it. I understand that. So completely. Um, leave it is, is, is the thing I say most often other than, you know, good boy and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. With the horses, I basically um, say brav a lot, a lot. And now I learned that in when I trained in Holland and um, it's just a nice you're you know you're a good horse good job it's great being here with you brav okay see I learned a new one I did not know that term interesting oh really I did not know that one no I'm familiar with the it's it's a it's a odd little sound that the drivers use when they're driving and they want to say essentially good job, calm, easy, take it easy. Kind of like maybe when we would say, Oh, good boy, ho, good boy, ho kind of a thing. You want them to settle. They do this little thing and I can't do it very well. It's something like this. It's something like that, but it's very quiet. It's a very quiet calming the way they do it i like i said you, i can't manage it i just have to stick with good boy you hear that a lot in barns in your yeah yes 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 it's it's and i i quizzed my friend rochelle about it when i first met her because she did a, she's from england and she worked in the driving community in england before she started to work here in the in the driving community and i went what the heck is that noise that you're making <laughs> She had to explain that to me. So, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. I, I thought about what it is I say to <clears throat> Nigel and Scooter, our horses, the most. And it's... Get out of that, Scooter. <laughs> yeah, there's that one. Scooter For Scooter, the thing I say to him the most is walk on. 
because he's a little he's a he's a little bit bulky. He's kind of got this laid back, take your time point of view in the world right now. Do 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 do. Just take a stroll. He's on permanent vacation. He is. He's on well. Well, he's in his mind. He's on permanent vacation. Think ah. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. He's a Rastafarian. Margaritaville. Yeah, he, yes, he's a Rastafarian. That scooter is. He, he he needs to have he needs to have dreadlocks. But I say walk on to him a lot just because because you you have to remind him just keep moving scooter keep moving scooter keep moving scooter. And because I take scooter and Nigel out together a lot, I ride Nigel and I pony scooter. They need to understand who's who. And I took a page again from the driving book. And when you drive horses, you use vocal commands a lot because you don't have legs. Right. And the horses know their name. When you say, walk on Scooter, the other three horses in your four-horse team know that you're not talking to them, you're talking to Scooter. Right? You can't just say walk on because they don't know which one you're talking to. So he has now learned that his name is Scooter. And if I say walk on Nigel, he doesn't do anything. (laughs) I have to say walk on scooter. Oh, that's great. Which is really kind of cool. So now now he's Oh, it's very cool. Yeah, he whenever so when I'm ponying him along and I and he'll he'll lag behind a little bit, I can just say walk on scooter and he'll he'll catch back up to me. So walk on is definitely what I say to him most. And Nigel right now, good boy is the thing I say to him most. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're working through some sticky issues with him because it's hot in the summertime here in Ocala, Florida and he's He's not a good sweater, so riding doesn't happen a whole lot right now. Yeah. Doing a lot of groundwork with him. And I'm asking him to do things that he finds difficult. He has he's very poor proprioception, so moving his feet carefully, um, stepping over things and then stepping back over things is very, very challenging for him. So a lot of good boys, because he's he 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 will get discouraged quickly. If he gets the wrong answer, Three times in a row, he's out. It's like, no, nah, I don't care anymore. I'm not even going to try. It's a lot of good boys. Wow. Yeah, it's been a challenge for me because I need to learn to just ask for a little bit and be happy with it and go to something else. Not mm-hmm. very good at that. Yeah. So there we go. And, and I have a kitty here, even though it's not my kitty. Oh. We, we have a kitty here. We actually have a, lo- a number of kitties that live around us here in our home in this little subdivision. And they hang out in our backyard and they trot through the front yard and they stop and say hi. They don't want to be petted, but they just stop and say hi and then they keep running. But one of them does stop and say hi, and that's Yellow Kitty. And I say Yellow Kitty to Yellow Kitty every single day, and I love it. I say, I say, hi. I say hi, Yellow Kitty, and Yellow Kitty comes over and he mews and he rubs all over my legs. I love it. You don't feed Yellow Kitty. I give Yellow Kitty little cookies. Little ki- I have little kitty cookies. Okay. Yellow Kitty has a home. He lives, oh, yeah. It's all not these, a wild. Yellow no, kitty. all these cats are. They belong to somebody, but they, I would call them semi-feral. They're kitties that people dropped off at the, at the rescues, but they really weren't suitable for somebody to adopt into their home. They're, they, they were feral outdoor kitties. So they, they fixed them up and got them fixed and got them healthy. And they live at this house and she has a big old shed in the backyard where they can come and go as they please. And she keeps food out there for them, and she grooms them, and she gets them their warm medicine, all that stuff. They're nice, shiny, happy kitties. But they're not the cuddly kind. Gotcha. They, they want to sit and watch you. 
But that's about as close as they get. But the yellow kitty is pretty friendly, and he'll come up and and he'll do that little figure eight thing with your legs, you know. Yeah, I love that. So I say, and so now he's learned that if I if uh, if I if I yell across the yard, yellow kitty, yellow kitty, he comes trotting over and he'll mew and he gets a little kitty treat. Aww, yeah. yeah. So yellow kitty <laughs> sounds much nicer than leave it. <laughs> Well, if you have things that you like to say to your dog, cat, pet, horse, turtle, we would love to hear about it. Head on over to Facebook and look up Healthy Critters Radio on Facebook. Hit the like button, hit the follow button, and tell us what you like to say to your critter. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thank you.